0: number 70 70
1: 70 wow
0: of the talking about our beautiful city podcast i'm staff minister carrie <laughs> <laughs> blooper let's leave this in let's leave it
1: we in. can put it on the video
0: i'm round. staff minister Car- oh, i just did it again <laughs> let's leave it in okay you start
1: i'm staff minister carrie growth
0: and i'm pastor alex growth Woo, got it right yeah do you think we should start singing the Wells theme at the beginning of our podcast? Do you remember it?
1: Yeah. Come to the Wells, the for living new, life of the living world. For a new life in the living world. Oh, I come guess I'd... Come to
0: the Wells for the li- living... water. Harmony? No. Living water. I can't. In the
1: living world, come it, to the wells. You could do it. I couldn't. Uh,
0: yesterday, I was teaching catechism, and I started singing the Wells theme song. And, and the kids, none of them knew know what it. it was. Yeah. Yeah. Because yeah. we don't show Wells connection here often enough. We
1: show like... Part the kids connection, but not. You show
0: kids connection. Right. Really? Stay connected. Wow. Stay connected to Jesus.
1: When I was young, I always wanted to be the one who the kid who was like on I don't this think
0: we watched that. I don't know if maybe really? No. My sister can send in a correction, but I don't think we watched Kids Connection no showing up. I That's, don't recall that.
1: Yeah. Interesting.
0: Yeah, um, definitely. We're going to start singing Wells' theme song every week from here on out. It's a good song. Pastor Keel uh, from Columbus had a, a band in when we were in college, and they used to play no way punk rock version of the Wells' theme song, and it was, it was pretty awesome.
1: That's amazing.
0: All right, um, so we're still in our From the River to the Mountain theme for worship. Absolute authority is what we get to talk about later on. But our Sunday school lesson is a resurrection sign. Don't look. Who's it about?
1: what is that a
0: resurrection sign don't look down
1: um jesus
0: yeah he's in it he makes an appearance i'm just kidding he's at the center of it but (laughs) whom does he raise from the dead
1: oh lazarus yeah you got it he nailed
0: it (laughs) so lazarus gets sick his sisters who are his sisters
1: mary and martha
0: yep they send a message to jesus uh asking that he could come and help which is
1: faith faith. Yep. They believe that he had the power
0: Jesus' immediate response is that Lazarus' sickness would not end in death, which is interesting because what do you know?
1: Um, that he died.
0: He dies. Mm-hmm. So Jesus is intentionally like, allowing Jesus, him are you about? to be consumed by the sickness and to die mm-hmm. so that he might demonstrate his power. Yeah. Uh, so later on, you know, he says, okay, now it's time to go see Lazarus, knowing that, you know, Lazarus is, is gone. And the disciples try to talk Jesus out of it. Why don't they want him to go?
1: Um... Is it too late already?
0: No, that's not their concern. Wait,
1: hold on. I wasn't really listening when you said that. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Why did they tell him not to go? I don't remember. Because last time he was there he'd gotten into it with the Jews and they're starting to worry oh, about yes. you know, is Jesus going to get in yep. big trouble with these Jewish leaders? So they were
1: trying to protect him.
0: Uh, Jesus tells them that uh, Lazarus has fallen asleep and he needs to go wake him up. And the disciples are like, like uh, uh, we sleeping, M- that's a checked WebMD and it says that you should get sleep if you're right. sick. Right, so don't wake so him up. So why would you go wake him up? And Jesus is like, big comical, like, oh. And then he looks at the camera and goes, see what I got to put up with? <laughs> no, he didn't do that. They just went to where Lazarus was in Bethany. Um, so the trip takes, like a couple of days it seems so when they when they get there Lazarus has already been dead and buried for 4, four days 4 days
1: Martha rushes out cuz she sees him coming
0: Yep she sees him coming well i think it's i mean they when he gets to the outskirts of town people like people are yeah. oh jesus is here so Martha runs out to him and she has no doubts that Jesus you know if you'd been here you know i know mm-hmm. i know you could have helped my brother and there's not like Sometimes people read into this kind of reproach. Like, why didn't you get like here accusatory. sooner? Like, yeah, like, my brother's dead because you weren't here.
1: But it, if she just says it with, like, you know, hmm. there's no accusation. No, it's just the... heart,
0: It's heartbreak, right? I right. mean, it's like, you imagine those last few days of Lazarus that Mary and Martha are just sitting by his bedside and watching him slip away. Yeah. But, I mean, she's excited to see him. If she was mad at him, she'd be, like, you know, right. you know screaming at him, yelling at him. But there's still just this faith and this hope. Um, and Jesus tells him, tells her, your brother will rise again. And Martha demonstrates great faith in the last day. Yeah. And she's, she's like, I know. I know. I know he'll rise at the last day. I preached on this for a couple, a couple years ago for a funeral. And, um, the, this, the guy who had been called home to heaven was relatively young and his sister had been like an amazing source of strength and just this rock. And I was just thinking a lot about her as I wrote the sermon that, you know, Jesus tells Martha, your brother will rise again, and she says, I know. And like Mm -hmm. that, just the the faith of this sister as she watched her brother, you know, slowly slip away and just, I know. I know he's going to see Mm -hmm. him again. I get to see him again. But Jesus' response is another I am passage. Um, I am the resurrection and the life. So what moment does that tie us back to from the Old Testament whenever Jesus says, I am?
1: Uh, John, oh, The burning bush?
0: The burning bush, yeah. Moses, oh, who should I say sent me? (laughs) And God's like, I I am. am Tell him I am sent you. So that's what Jesus Jesus says, you know, says I am the gate, I am the good shepherd, I am you know water. The way the truth, the life. Yeah, I am the way, the truth, and the life. So I am the resurrection and the life. Whoever believes in me will live even though they die. And whoever believes in me will never die. He says to Martha, do you believe this? Yep. Yep. I I do. I just went to a funeral on Monday. Uh, for a guy from another church, and that was, you know, that's part of the liturgy. Do you believe this? And yes, I do. Yes. So Jesus, um, at this, he has this interaction with, with Martha. I don't think the, I don't know how much the Sunday School lesson covers his interaction with Mary. So he has a moment with both Mary and Martha, and it's it's similar. I mean, I, what's what's so interesting about his interaction with Martha, would you say?
1: Uh, I mean, do you just notice the, like, the contrast between when we first hear about Mary and yeah. Martha, you know, Mary's at Jesus's feet and Martha is, you know, distracted by all mm-hmm. the things, um, trying to make things look nice and cook a nice dinner. But this time she's like, she's out the door, like going to him yeah. and Mary stays back.
0: Right. And her faith is strong. Right. I mean, mm-hmm. that God's word has done its work and she's yeah. got very strong faith even in the midst of her grief. Mm-hmm. So we're not going to cover too much interaction with Mary here. Um, I think it's worth mentioning that Jesus wept, that John eleven thirty five. Yeah. Yeah, I think we're in book club we're going through a book called "Emotions and the Gospel." And our first session on Monday, was awesome, uh, just talking about proper a proper view, biblical view of emotions, and that sometimes we think of emotions as being sinful in and of themselves. In the introduction of the book, the the author is um, a therapist and married to a pastor, and she. Uh, just talking about growing up in in her, her time that you just, you know, like emotions are a beast that should be controlled. Mm-hmm. Like you tame them rather than, you know, can emotions be a gift from God? Mm-hmm. Are emotions inherently sinful, including mm-hmm. negative emotions? And, you know, she referenced Jesus weeping at this funeral like it's a healthy grief. Mm-hmm. And Jesus obviously knows he's about to raise Lazarus from the dead. But mm-hmm. still, just like this, he sees Mary and Martha grieving. He sees the state of the world that was never supposed right. to be like
1: this, and the fact that death is something that humankind mm. has to yeah. go through.
0: So it's a little horrible thing. So he's he's moved by all of that. He's moved to tears by um, all of this, and the empathy that he has for the people. Yeah. You know that he's not a robot. So he, he goes to the tomb, he orders the stone should be removed, and here's the one kind of point with Martha, which we get, I mean, where she demonstrates a little bit of... <laughs>
1: so she didn't quite pick up on yeah, what he was talking says,
0: about. She don't, says, don't open the tomb, you know, because he's been in there, um, Might not bodies, good. bodies decay, that's what they do, and Jesus essentially said, no, this is, I told you, He's he's going to rise again from the dead. So Jesus looks up to heaven and he prays out loud, which, why does he pray out loud?
1: Uh, so people knew what he was doing. I mean, so they could see, he's going to God the Father, the one with absolute authority.
0: The relationship they have, right? And he says, like, I don't, I don't need to pray to you out loud, but I do this for the benefit of the people around me, that they can see directly. This is who I am. I'm calling on you, Father, and calling a shot, you know, Babe Ruth style. He's like, I'm about (laughs) to raise this guy from the dead, Mm -hmm. and I thank you, God, for allowing it to happen. Yeah. So Jesus calls out loudly for Lazarus to come forth, and Lazarus did, still wrapped in his grave clothes. So do you think that was scary, shocking, um, amazing, beautiful? Probably all
1: at the same time.
0: Yeah, because he looks like a mummy, essentially, doesn't he? Yeah. I mean, he's not, like...
1: But, I mean, he would have been, like, restored, you know, to looking healthy. But I don't think you
0: would have even seen him, because he would have been wrapped up. So, like, you could
1: only see his eyes. Yeah, I, I feel like when he stood up he like ripped some some stuff Well, off.
0: I mean that's the problem though. So Jesus has to tell them to get help Lazarus out of it, you know? Oh, yeah. So it's like he's he's bound up.
1: Right. So oh, yeah, the people oh, are
0: obviously stunned. You're right. So Jesus has to be like, "We'll help him." And, <laughs> and uh, so they do. Um just the the absolute authority is the the concept for today and it, this Sunday school lesson wasn't picked for that, but it really fits. Mm-hmm. I mean that the note I think I have from the People's Bible is where it came from. Death must take its order from orders from Jesus. Yeah. It gives up gives up its prey without a struggle, mm-hmm. so I like that. Yeah. Um, that prey without a struggle concept. I think of our dog, and like when the <laughs> Melba like bites and grabs something that she shouldn't have. You have to say drop it, and she you know, she doesn't right away, but ultimately she drops. She does it.
1: for me. Mm-hmm, congrats.
0: <laughs> but you know that God is able to walk up to death and say, give that back. And, it, and death immediate. has no choice. Yeah, right. Death gives Lazarus back. So the, the the effect of the miracle, two things happen. Some of the Jews who were kind of on the fence about Jesus are now like, well, that that's enough for me. Yep, this I am convinced. Watching this man rise from the dead uh, mm-hmm. at the command of Jesus. Others um, of them were just kind of like, no, this is... I I'm never gonna believe in this guy and yeah. in fact some of the Jew- this is the, the miracle that pushes the Jewish leaders to decide we got to kill him right and oftentimes that text is used for Lent where the high priest says it's better than one man die for the people than the whole nation kind of be you know destroyed mm-hmm. uh, and unintentionally he's prophesying the cross yeah but it's kind of crazy that they see this man raise someone from the dead it demonstrates power that right. is clearly divine and that's what they, you know, we gotta kill him. Yeah. He has life-giving power. We must end his life. Right. Doesn't make any sense. It just
1: shows how skewed um, we we are without, mm-hmm. you know, faith. I mean, it, unbelief is so powerful. It is it Delusion. Del- yeah.
0: un- unbelief is delusional. Mm-hmm. So they had been waiting so long for the Messiah. This guy comes and does exactly <laughs> what the Messiah was supposed to mm-hmm. do. But and the reaction he looks is, like have, a normal guy. Yeah. So. To put him to death. Yeah. Some of the key points are just, I mean, basic but beautiful. Each believer has eternal life from Jesus before the last day, so there's no such thing as soul sleep, right? I mean, right. When you die before Judgment Day, you are still alive. Uh, soul sleep is the idea some Christians teach that when you die, you kind of like are spiritually unconscious until the last day, but that's not not true. Not biblical. Um, physical death does not separate us from God and His Son, uh, which is you know important. And then I think this this is a really good point to make that maybe we don't often grasp from this lesson. This lesson is primarily about the power over death, and it should be. Mm-hmm. But the fact that Jesus let Lazarus die.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah.
0: So God's timeline here involves the death of a man. Right. So can God be trusted with the timeline of our lives? He sure can. Or our church? Our homes, our nations. Sure can. If he deliberately did not go here, and this this looked bad, like you know, if, if it would have just stopped there, if Jesus would have just gone to the funeral, you'd maybe be like, okay, well, that was kind of weird that he just let him die. You'd still trust him, but the fact that you know, seeing him raise him from the dead, you kind of see it,
1: the yeah, whole plan right
0: into completion.
1: It's great.
0: Um, and why does he do that? Why does he let him die? I mean, what's what's the well, I result? mean,
1: the biggest thing is he wants to show people his authority yeah. over death. So that they do start believing in right. him.
0: Right. I mean, all of his miracles are really about getting a hearing for his teaching. Right. We'll see that in our gospel um, for this Sunday. All right. The first lesson is from Deuteronomy 18. This is Deuteronomy is, what's the context of Deuteronomy?
1: Uh, well, Moses wrote it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> cool. um, Very good. Uh, where are they at? Have, they've already left. They've left Egypt. Yep. And now they're, I don't know.
0: This is Moses' farewell speech, essentially, to the people because he's not entering the Promised Land. So Deuteronomy is a repetition of a lot of promises that God had made before. Um, And then, you know, Deuteronomy 18, what we have is probably the strongest messianic prophecy in Deuteronomy. It says the Lord God will raise up for you a prophet like me from among you, from your fellow Israelites. You must listen to him. So there's the authority concept. For this is what you asked of the Lord your God at Horeb on the day of the assembly, when you said, Let us not hear the voice of the Lord our God, nor see this great fire anymore, or we will die. That's interesting. We get a little insight into Sinai. Mm-hmm. You know, we're, we're going through that in an adult Bible class. The last couple of weeks, we've you know, they've gotten to Sinai. And then last week, Pastor Wester taught about the, the Ten Commandments. And so, you know, when God comes down to the top of Sinai in, you know, darkness and clouds and thunder and all that stuff... Um, you know, Moses tells him, Remember, Remember what that was like? When mm-hmm. God came down and you were like, you know, please God, make it stop. Yeah. And just, so God is sending to someone, because you can't handle God in His holiness, God's sending someone from among you. Yeah. The Lord said to me, What they say is good. I will raise up for them a prophet like you from among their fellow Israelites, and I will put my words in His mouth. He will tell them everything I command Him. I myself will call to account anyone who does not listen to my words that the prophet speaks in my name. But a prophet who presumes to speak in my name anything I have not commanded, or a prophet who speaks in the name of other gods, is to be put to death.
1: Wow.
0: Two things there. One is the promise of the Messiah. So Mm -hmm. someone like Moses from the people, from the tribe of Israel, is going to be God's direct prophet. Yeah. In Hebrews 1 uses that concept in the past God spoke to us by the prophets in these last days he's spoken to us by his son yeah in our our second lesson we're not going to talk about in this podcast but the second lesson is from Hebrews 3
1: and so when when you know they were first kind of like seeing Jesus do doing his ministry like but this guy's a Nazarene like that should have been like yeah he's one of us like Mm -hmm. he's just a normal guy just like Moses said
0: yeah Yeah, so there's a, a hundred reasons why You know, Jesus should have been a no-brainer for them. But sinful nature being what it is, like you said, he's just, you know, can anything good come from This isn't
1: my idea of what I want Mm -hmm. my Savior to look like or do. And
0: I think that's going to come up in our gospel, too, because the rabbis had really twisted around the message of the Old Testament. And it was less about spiritual restoration and salvation and way more about political. Right. And we've mentioned this before. I think you can understand from a human perspective why that was. That the Israel, the Holy Land, was just decimated for hundreds of years. You know, God wasn't lying in the in all the prophets when he said, you know, because of your behavior, the land is going to be desolate. And it wasn't just the Babylonian captivity. It was beyond that. Like, you know, it's Greeks, it's Romans, it's all these people are just, Egyptians are destroying Israel over and over again. So if your land is constantly under attack and every you know, a couple of generations and new you know, you're like, okay, we finally got rid of these guys. And a new group comes in and just takes you over. Mm -hmm. It makes sense that all of your spiritual teaching will be wrapped into like someone rescuing you from that cycle. Yeah. So yeah, they really were, had been taught to look for a political Messiah and Jesus refused to be that. And And that's, this is stupid. Like now
1: as we get wrapped up in like what we're struggling through and if, you know, it seems like we're not, you know, getting any help from Mm -hmm. God, like then, you know, we're if we are tempted to doubt and
0: yeah And so I, I think that's you're right. There's an interesting parallel today So we're our country's not overrun by a foreign power, right? I mean, we that's not something we've really known in our lifetime. So what's the major concern for us? It's usually like comfort comfort money getting what I want and so any sort of false prophet today that tells us you know, just do these things and you'll get what you want and you'll get money I mean, those are some of the most powerful, most popular preachers right. in our country today are those who say, like a Joel Osteen type, that kind of give you these vague promises like, do these things and, you know, God will bless you with money. And he doesn't mm-hmm. always say that specifically, but it's kind of implied. Like, the more you do your part, the more God's going to just pour blessings into your lap. Mm-hmm. So I think that's our version of the Jewish rabbis in Jesus' day. We're, we're looking for prosperity.
1: Earthly blessings. Earthly
0: blessings, Yeah. yeah. So we're we're looking for someone who will come and promise us earthly blessings. And when a preacher comes and does that, and especially tells us it's up to us, like you know, yeah. hey, be a good American, do you know, and do that's these, what I, these things? That's what I want to hear. Yeah, it's... and then God will give you material rewards. There's like, yep, sign me up for that. Mm-hmm. As opposed to you know, take up your cross and follow me right. is not. Because it message. feeds my
1: ego, like mm-hmm. and my pride. If I can be the one mm-hmm. who's like, if I'm good enough and I'm working this hard, yeah, then I get this thing. Right. It couldn't possibly be I could never be good enough, mm-hmm. no matter how hard I worked. Yeah.
0: I, I think that's that's really important for us to consider that. Do we do we embrace the cross and all that it entails and because that's what J- the teacher Jesus said we should do or do we embrace this idea that you know, the better I am the better my life will be the better my church will be the better our country will be and
1: if things aren't getting better but I am doing like these good things as a person like I'm you know not happy
0: right yeah exactly um, just want to be one more point in this so the, the the last verse like how seriously does God take false teaching
1: very seriously like if
0: someone speaks in God's they name
1: will... you're put him to death
0: right? And I think I don't worry about that as a pastor. I'm not concerned. I mean, I am very concerned about preaching God's word faithfully. More so, like, when I was first a pastor, a lot of my anxiety was like public speaking. You know, like, okay, I got to go up in front of 150, 200 people and have this sermon down, memorized, and it needs to be, you know, a good sermon. Now my bigger concern is just.
1: Being I don't want to make to what God's yeah word yeah says. I don't want to mess it like, yeah, up. Yeah,
0: God, please keep me from ever saying anything that's wrong or could be misunderstood. Mm-hmm. But keep me faithful to Your Word. That's my primary concern. But I'm also not concerned, like if if I do have a bad sermon that they're going to take me out and throw me stones yeah, no, at me don't worry in the, back about in the that. parking lot. At least I don't think they will.
1: <laughs>
0: so, but God takes um, false teaching like really super seriously, and yeah. so should we.
1: Because um, our souls are at stake.
0: Right. There's nothing more important than souls. So when God has put someone or someone by their own kind of commitment has put souls under their care, then you cannot mess with that. you got to take it right. seriously because God yeah. does too. All right. Our gospel. Um, this is really where the absolute authority concept comes from. So after the, um, you kind of put the timelines together from the gospels. Now Jesus has gone to the wedding at Cana. And he's changed water into wine. After that, they moved to Capernaum. It sounds like Jesus and his mom, we don't really hear Joseph at this point. He's and his probably mom passed
1: is, away by now. Probably,
0: yeah. I mean, if Joseph is considerably older than Mary, and it's been 30 years, yeah, you know, it's, it makes sense that maybe he's been called home to heaven by this point. Mm-hmm. They set up a base in Capernaum. Capernaum's like a, an important place in like the trade routes. So it makes sense. Like it just has all these... Roads, I mean, you, we don't always always think of access that. Access to like, a lot of Like, access to place, like, because mm-hmm. we have cars and stuff like that. But even, I mean, you and I live, like, five minutes from Six 275. Minutes. Oh, five minutes. Yeah, five minutes from 275, which is nice. So just, we still think about that. Like, when, I think when it's we, too long, but When yeah. we were buying houses, I mean, we, we did think about that, right? right? How far is it to 275? Mm-hmm. Um, so, there in Sab- Capernaum, when the Sabbath came, Jesus went into the synagogue and began to teach. So this is a good Sunday to think about Jesus' teaching. Yeah. Um, and the fact that Jesus went to church mm-hmm. is, is a really good, important point to make. Jesus went to church, and we should too. Yeah. That's because God says it's really good for us to go to church. Jesus did too. At this point, they didn't have ordained ministers. So essentially the synagogue rulers were supposed to find, you know, some rabbi who Someone was present who that, was that there day to teach. They would get day. And... So, I mean, Jesus isn't like a rabbi, you know, like yeah. he hasn't been trained in like one of their schools, but they still recognize his ability. Right. So he, he teaches and the, t- the people were amazed at his teaching because he taught them as one who had authority, not as the teachers of the law. Mm. So what do you think was different well, about those teachers of the
1: law? He was saying, you know, when he was talking about the Messiah who was to come, he's like identifying that as it's me. Mm-hmm. It's me. Yeah. I'm the one.
0: Yeah, exactly. So he doesn't have to reference. So a lot of what was happening, we talked about this in our staff meeting on Monday, a lot of what was happening among those rabbis is they were constantly quoting other rabbis, as opposed to going back to the Old Testament. They were constantly like, well, this rabbi said it was this, you know, this rabbi had this interpretation of it. So it kind of came down to which rabbi from past do you think was right, as opposed to, no, we we use a Latin phrase, ad fontum or ad fontes back to the source. Like, mm-hmm. go back to scripture. You know, it doesn't. Other people's interpretations, Martin Luther, you know, is on the name of our synod and mm-hmm. our denomination. Which is great, but. Which is great, but mm-hmm. we don't worship Martin Luther. We are really celebrating Martin Luther's view of the Bible, which is, you know, that the Bible is true and historical. And... And
1: he held it as his absolute authority. Right. Like, there's nothing. Like, I, I believe everything mm-hmm. and.
0: Yeah. sometimes Martin Luther said things that were not no. totally correct
1: nope he he was a little bit so we don't <laughs> silly worship
0: sometimes. Martin Luther we re- refer to his interpretation of things all the time we go back to scripture so these rabbis were kind of like they didn't have the authority they weren't they had given up the authority of scripture and were using the authority of other rabbis so they weren't like,
1: quoting as much scripture as like we would think I mean
0: they might have been but they were almost quoting like this guy's interpretation of the scripture yeah. as opposed to the scripture itself okay. So Jesus, like you said, he doesn't have to quote other rabbis. He's the one who wrote it. So he just is is quoting himself and also saying, I'm the Messiah. Just then a man in their synagogue who was possessed by an impure spirit cried out, What do you want with us, Jesus of Nazareth? Have you come to destroy us? I know who you are, the Holy One of God. Why do you think he chooses that moment?
1: Uh, Because there's a lot of people who have a lot of power right there. You mean why does the Why does Jesus
0: no? Why does the evil spirit choose that moment to s- scream out?
1: Oh, well, w- it was after he, I mean, was teaching with authority and like people were like interested and very intrigued and mm-hmm. you know
0: it's a distraction. Their right? souls I mean, were. People are starting to believe in Jesus, so I'm yeah. going to scream out and cause you know I'm going to throw a wrench in all this hopefully yeah.
1: distract them from. Mm-hmm.
0: And... It's interesting that the the demon knows who Jesus is and calls him the Holy One of God and knows that Jesus is more powerful than him. Uh, Be quiet, said Jesus sternly. Come out of him. The impure spirit shook the man violently and came out of him with a shriek. I was reading a comment. I'm going to preach on this on Sunday. And reading a commentary this morning that talked about, you know, Jesus didn't have to do some, like, complex incantation. Right. That it's just like, (laughs) get out of him. Yeah, the, he just told and the, him. The you know, spirit freaks out and has to, go, like, that authority that right Jesus away. has to mm-hmm. you know, just bring him right out. In the same way Jesus tells death to give back Lazarus, and it does. Mm-hmm. Jesus tells the evil spirit, like, get out of him, and it does. Like, the absolute authority he to is just in charge. walk through this world, and whatever he wants to happen, happens. Whatever evil forces that he wants to stop are then stopped.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: The people were also amazed that they asked each other, What is this? A new teaching, and with authority even gives orders to impure spirits and they obey him news about him spread quickly over the whole region of Galilee so it is a, like you said a lesson about Jesus being a teacher like in a very effective teacher i think for the introduction i going to talk a little bit about teachers that i've really appreciated in my life different levels and why they really made me want to learn and you think why how did jesus make these people really want to learn two well, things
1: uh well i mean he he it, his message was so different mm-hmm. it wasn't about them and what they had to do. Um, but also he used parables all the time, like stories and okay. th- like narrations uh, really grab your attention. So he's just um, an effective
0: teacher who's quoting scripture. Yes. And then what else? What other reason does he should give them to, it's the most obvious Doing thing. miracles. Yeah, he does miracles. So <laughs> he show,
1: He's backing it up mm-hmm.
0: with. Yeah. Per- you should believe me. And I'm going to give you a visible demonstration you go, of why you should believe evil me.
1: Evil spirit, gone.
0: I control evil spirits and I make them leave. So... Um, the authority to drive out demons and forgive sins means he has the authority to tell us what to do or what not to do. Yeah. So the, there's a good law application here for us. And do I listen to what Jesus says or not? Right. When he teaches me, one, do I pay attention? And then two, do I apply it?
1: Right. Well, and I just think like it's so, it's, you, you keep going. I'm just distracted. <laughs>
0: Go yeah, is, so, one of my, so am I paying attention when, you know, am I doing Bible study? Am I paying attention in worship, paying attention in Bible class? And then the truths that Jesus is telling me through people today, whether it's a friend or a member of the clergy or a teacher, am I then taking it seriously, law and gospel? Yeah. So when God tells me sin is bad, do I believe him? And when he says these specific sins are bad, do I believe him? And when Jesus says, all those sins are completely paid for through Jesus, do I believe him? And then when Jesus says, this is what your life should look like in response to my grace, do I believe him? And very carefully live that out. Because yes, yeah. if he's a really good teacher and he has the authority to tell me what to do or what not to do, I can't, you know, put on the old <laughs> trick glasses that make it look like I'm awake when I'm sleeping in class. You know, like, do you ever do that?
1: No. Mm. <laughs> Sleep in class? Yeah. Um,
0: didn't you get class napper?
1: I can't believe you just told school? the internet that I got class. Yeah. Napper. We
0: have this podcast as an amazingly <laughs> wide audience. So
1: Yes. I had trouble staying awake because I wasn't allowed to drink coffee in the mornings. So. Mm,
0: yeah. <laughs> so Jesus as teacher has a lot of good illustrations and applications. Just, you know, a st- what does a student do in a classroom to demonstrate their respect for their teacher. You they're, focus. They're you listen, focused. Yeah, and you, they listen. They take on. notes. They. So if Jesus is the teacher with absolute authority, it's good for us to think, am I listening? Engaged. Am I engaged? And am I applying that and lesson also, outside of the classroom? This
1: is what I was saying, and then I forgot what I was saying. So to know that God has this amount of authority, like absolute authority, mm-hmm. so he can raise someone from death to life, mm-hmm. and then he can take out evil spirits. Um like praise the lord that he's gracious Mm -hmm. and loving because and man like that if i would just keep that in my mind Mm -hmm. like i have this powerful god and he's gracious and Mm -hmm. loving that is amazing now i'm gonna live my life like he tells me to because this is awesome Mm
0: -hmm. i think it's it's like funny to imagine this isn't it like happening in our church you know, like every Crazy. once in a while, like, there will be some commotion in, in church. Mm-hmm. Like, every once in a while, someone will get sick. Like, I remember a couple of years oh, ago, no. somebody somebody got, like, you know, started fainting. Mm-hmm. And so we stopped church. They were fine. They were fine, yeah. But we stopped church and... Um, no, then Pastor, Pastor Ruster was preaching, and I'm thankful it was him. He <laughs> Not was, like, you, a pro, yeah. <laughs> uh, and just got, like, he prayed for the person, and then we got back into the sermon, like, nothing had happened. I just imagined being in church, like, this is a really good sermon. And all of a sudden, like, a demon shrieks, <laughs> <laughs> Jesus, and Jesus is like, get out of there, you.
1: And the, de- the demon's like, ah!
0: <laughs> like, it's gone, and it's gone, like,
1: Move all now. right,
0: we are now seeing him five times in Christ alone. Like it just would be so crazy. Yeah. And that's what happened. They right. went to church and they witnessed an exorcism. And yep. It's like, okay. You know, the offering plates just going normal by. Normal day we for Jesus. We have teen group on Wednesday. <laughs> <laughs> just the the This weirdness of being around Jesus.
1: Well, and just, like, that absolute authority just on display. Mm. Like, this is not a big deal for him. He can just do this. I,
0: I think, I mean, isn't it always really cool when someone has, like, crazy ability and they don't? like freak out about it yes. like i saw when i was growing up and watching the packers they had this receiver named sterling sharp and he would catch touchdowns and just go hand the ball to the ref and like run off and it was like i love that it was kind of like yeah you know, i expect to like, do this guys you know it's are like really good yeah it's classy <laughs> so it's like jesus didn't do this miracle and then like do finger guns at the congregation <laughs> like he just this is you know i am the authority right. so this is totally expected. Yeah. yeah all right you want to read the lyrics of the song
1: Manifest in making whole palsied limbs and fainting oh, I think you gotta soul. gotta go back and uh, this tricky I...
0: it's tricky the way that this is okay. Written start here. me off so I can so get just the, the rhythm. The hymn is "Songs of Thankfulness and Praise," which is a pretty well known. Oh, now I know
1: that. Now I know the rhythm.
0: Manifest in making whole
1: palsied limbs and fainting soul. Manifest in valiant fight, quelling all the devil's might. Manifest in gracious will, ever bringing good from ill anthems be to you addressed god in man-made manifest
0: what does manifest mean
1: um to present oneself Mm -hmm. or something so like this is how my love manifests itself it manifests itself in letting you sleep at nighttime when i I'm and, and I want to get up and go do something, but I'm t- but I'm quiet so that you can sleep because well, I love you. Is. Thanks
0: for your love. Well, yeah. What do you want to get up and do?
1: Um. Uh, well, like karaoke. Word.
0: Like. Open <laughs> I want to my sing laptop. Sing song. Eyes <laughs> wide open. But he's sleeping. I can't do my Creed oh, fine, karaoke. I, <laughs> I love him so much. Oh, wait, it's so my it's love manifested. Do the Creed karaoke. <laughs> Yeah, manifest is a good epiphany word. It's just like yeah. this is made clear. It's made open, tangible, for seen, all to and see. so God it in man made manifest. So the God man comes and appears. Yeah. Christ begins that him, like he begins. He steps in as the God man. Mm-hmm. Um, so I mean, it's oh, so much of epiphany is going through these miracles that Jesus did. Like, a lot of times the Old Testament lesson will be, this is what Jesus is going to do. And then the gospel lesson is, like, here's when Jesus did it. So, Deuteronomy, you know, he's going to speak with authority. Mark 1, Jesus speaks with authority. Um, but the so palsied cool. limbs being made whole, um, the valiant fight. Quell! I love the word quelling. Yes. I never use the word quelling.
1: You never use that word? You don't use oh, the word quell. Yes. When's
0: the last time? In what context did you last was, use the word quell?
1: Well... Well the I'm boys are being too loud and you're
0: know, like, Be quelled.
1: <laughs> no, quell yourselves. No, I um in my writing, like when I write, I use it. I doubt
0: it. <laughs> after this after this, we're gonna open up your laptop. Yep, and I'll do a Search Google for search. the word quell. Yep. And it will not be in there. Unless it's you like are, a typo I, when you were no. trying to write the word it quill. Will
1: de- <laughs> it will definitely be in there.
0: Alright, you look for your laptop while I get to the final question. Why is understanding God's authority an underrated part of Christianity, Um, first or second?
1: Well, I would go first, but I'm going to look for Quell while you go. Uh,
0: I think because we are afraid of God's authority, and because our culture really tries to make God gentler and softer than he should be, I think the authority of God is not talked about as much. We... I think of that hymn, What a Friend We Have in Jesus, which is a great hymn and completely biblical doctrinal Jesus is our friend. But I think those hymns are way more accessible to us and popular than some hymn, you know, that's like in trembling hands, Lord God, we hold that, you know, Reformation hymn. So because we don't think about God's authority as much, I think it is an underrated thing. So God has the authority to tell us what to do or what not to do, which we bristle at because we're rebels and the sinful mind is hostile to God. And yet what do we want when things are falling apart? We want someone to speak with authority. If there's some you know tragic, terrible emergency situation, what do we everybody do? looks at each other and then hopefully there's someone there who can take step control. Yeah. Or, you know, you call nine one one and people with experience and know how and, and ability show up breath. and take control and give authority. Like, you know, the police officer says, Okay, you get back behind here, the firefighter says, This is what we're gonna do. Thank the doctors, the nurses come into the room and say, We need you to step back, we're gonna take care of it. So authority is something we crave yes. when things are falling apart. Authority mm-hmm. is something that makes us cringe when we don't wanna be told what to do. Right. But God's authority and the ability he has to make an evil spirit leave, the ability he has to make death just the path to Mm -hmm. eternal life, is something we absolutely need him to have. If God is nothing but just sort of frail, kind of weak, meek Mm -hmm. love, that's weak, that's no good. We need him to be powerful and authoritative and use that in ways that are best for us. Yeah. How about you?
1: Um, So I think, man, we could be so, like, be so much more like carefree and joyful just mm-hmm. like throughout all of these you know struggles that we have here on earth like when when you know we're let down by people when we are you know sick when we feel alone like mm-hmm. all, all the bad things that all always happen um because we're like I'm not I'm not in charge like yeah. this he's got authority and he's mm-hmm. like totally working all this out for my good I know I'm going to heaven so I can relax Mm -hmm. like I don't have to be you know terrified or or angry about this situation that's in my life like I can just I can just live my life Mm -hmm. with you know joy
0: okay do you
1: want to hear a sentence yeah well okay well it's a little bit personal because it's in my memoir
0: (laughs) oh for your chapter Um, but
1: I'll change some words without exception a sweeping sense of peace would quell the hours of sadness.
0: Wow. Good for you. Yep. And I stand corrected.
1: scripture after that. Oh, You've, the depth of riches. You
0: have quelled my doubts about you. <laughs> All right. We're going to be done. Um, so Packers lost. They got cheated.
1: <sighs> no. The cheating no, cheaters
0: no, no, cheated no, no. in the NFL again. No, you know it. You know it's true. <laughs> 49ers cheated. And no. They, they did a they good paid job. Our they kicker, worked They paid hard. the Packers kicker to miss the field goal, and that's cheating. <laughs> You tell me, you're telling me that's not cheating, that the 49ers paid the Packers? They did them not in? pay
1: the Packers. They did. That's
0: cheating. <laughs> so I don't know if there's an award show coming up. Um, do you want to, are the Oscars sometime? There sometime I have soon? no I What's your? What do you think will win for Best Picture?
1: Best Picture? So a movie that came out this year.
0: Yeah. Of which we saw like none.
1: Um. What movies did we see?
0: Um. I can tell you my pick, and I think maybe we would just go. Yeah. Well, I'll, I'll give you two.
1: Nope, that one. I'll give you two good.
0: two choices. That's a the, movie, by
1: the way.
0: M- nope. Oh, yeah, that was a good movie. Uh, but no, um, either MVP, Most Valuable Primate 2, <laughs> no. the boys watched that where the monkey learns how to skateboard. Yes,
1: we now have that DVD.
0: Uh, which is great, either that one. And it features Al uh, Borland from Home Improvement fame.
1: Oh, uh, wow.
0: I don't think so, Tim, uh, to quote him. And then uh, either that or um, the Air Bud, volleyball oh, movie right, airbud spikes one. Not the basketball back or something one, something the like original. That. yeah, spikes yeah. Back. so that one has um a lot of and turns not to um you know spoiler <laughs> alert but they win the game yeah because of the dog yeah because of the dog airbud mm-hmm. so i think that'll probably one of those two will probably sweep most of the awards <laughs> either MVP 2 most valuable primate 2 or airbud spikes back
1: Ooh, it's gonna be a tough one okay bye bye